Hey guys, welcome to another episode of oh Coffee gosh. Combos Podcast. You sang. That wasn't really like a singing though. That was like, mm, like a, a talk sing. Got it. Got it. Well, <laughs> you know, that wasn't like my most, that wasn't my best work. So it could have been better. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you put in the most effort. That's what <laughs> <laughs> really matters. Um, can I tell you something that just happened to me? And I don't know if I should be like embarrassed, appalled, or just like accepting the fact that I'm a lunatic. Um, it sounds like all three. You should really <laughs> just accept all the things. <laughs> so as we've talked about um, on the podcast before, that Will and I just one of our biggest flaws is communication in the relationship and just like not being in sync with each other's schedules and not knowing what the hell is going on ever. So, I mean, Will might have a lunch meeting at the house or something and I literally have no idea until the person rings the doorbell. So, um, Oh, good. Today I am doing hair and makeup because I have a ton of stuff that I have to get done today. Just trying to finish up everything this week so that I can, take most of the week off next week for, for Christmas. Um, so I'm in the middle of doing this and I've gone to the gym this morning and I feel like, oh, wow, I've gone to the gym. I actually ate breakfast. I took a shower. Everything's moving in a positive direction. And as I told you, I got cameras at my house on Sunday. So now everything mm -hmm. that happens outside of my house rings to my phone. So I see this strange man like on my camera, like looking around my front porch and I'm like, okay, what the hell is this man doing? He's wearing gloves. He's got on like some strange boots and like, this is not something I'm comfortable with. So I run downstairs and I have my robe on, but I guess like my boob was like out on one side and like my nipples were hanging out and oh, Will, good. <laughs> Will was like... So were you planning on opening the door butt ass naked? And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I'm not going to the door. There's some freaking strange man that's outside and I'm watching him like scale around our house. Like it's weird. Well, I guess I forgot that we were having our house painted. So Will was getting quotes from like all these different companies. So I guess the man, that's why he was looking so intently at my house because I guess he was looking for paint, but I literally thought he was a robber and my titty was hanging out. So that's how my day is going. That's amazing. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but you had a great story to tell on the podcast. So <laughs> I know. So how is your morning going? Is it better than mine? Um, I have no complaints this morning other than I have a lot of work to do for something that I have coming up in March and my office desk looks like I'm trying to solve a murder. That's what it looks like. There is shit everywhere. And then I also have Lincoln with me because as you know, it's they're at an age where like they just need help all day. So I'm like, okay, Lincoln, just like be really quiet and then just like tap me if you need me. And I'm <laughs> because I'm like, I need to get work done, but Isaac <laughs> doesn't need help. Lincoln needs help. Lux is at school. It's just a shit show, you know? Wait, so is your state still doing half digital? No, they went to completely virtual. They pulled everybody out of school. What? We haven't talked about this. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, they pulled everyone's out of school. So um, they only were in hybrid for four weeks. 
for three three or four weeks. Are and then you they, kidding? The, oh, I'm not kidding. And, um, you know, I'm at a point where it's like at least I know how to, like, do everything now. But it is hard, and I still feel for the freaking teachers. Like, like I've, I've said it a million times, but, like, I became friends with one of Lincoln's teachers, and she has four kids of her own. Like, it's – I can't imagine how, like – stressful frustrating she feels yeah because she was telling me how um and i hope i don't i hope i'm not saying too much but um she was just saying how like it's really hard for her to concentrate on she wants to be able to give her all to her students you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and when she's at home trying to teach other kids and she has her own kids at home i mean i can't imagine what that's like and then I guess I don't know, but I've heard rumors that they're not allowing the teachers to teach from the classrooms anymore either. So it's just like, oh, what the hell? wow. So it's literally like yeah. their living rooms. OK, so, yeah, that is just not a thing. Um, I think that we all have to understand people who or states, whatever, that have moved back to completely digital, that people do have to be mindful that a lot of teachers and I can say this just from people that I know do choose that profession so that they have summers off so a lot of teachers do have their own children and so I think people just need to be mindful that as much as they want to give to their classroom they also have to pour into their kids too and I just I couldn't imagine um if they go back to digital here I'm gonna scream so just so you know. Yeah, I'm, I can't, I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm curious to see how much longer this goes on. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break to chat about one of my favorite partners, Homer. I know we've chatted about them many of times before, but for those of you who missed it, Homer is the essential early learning program from kids ages two to eight. And Homer takes kids on a learning journey personalized to their age, interest, and learning level boosting their confidence and growing with them as they build skills for school and life. I love the fact that every Homer product is research-based, kid-tested, and thoughtfully designed for growing minds. I have it on my phone. Jackson has it on his tablet, and it just makes me feel good knowing that if I have to give him my phone, the apps for Homer are absolutely amazing. I love the fact that it's engaging enough to keep him engaged, but it's educational, and it's so much fun. As we were chatting earlier in the episode... As families continue to face challenges of distance and hybrid learning, Homer just seems to fit into the at-home learning plan just so seamlessly, and we just love it. So as I said, it's personalized, it's fun, it's comprehensive. One thing that I did want to notate is it's safe and easy. So Homer's Learn and Grow app is ad-free, and it's just easy to use with kid-friendly navigation, and it's perfect for independent play. So instead of your kid scrolling through YouTube or watching TV, Homer will keep your child engaged. Um, And then research back. I have to mention the part that the Learn and Grow app is proven to increase reading scores by 74%, which is 15 minutes per day. I think that is so super important. And those are great numbers. I also love that it just helps build confidence. And um, it's just, it's so much fun. Jackson raves about it. And it's really hard to find something for him to rave about when it's educational. So 
You can have four customizable profiles included with each digital membership. There's hundreds of stories and characters that your child will love um, and access to their activity center, which has resources for parents, including printables, videos, and offline activities, um, hands-on and imaginative play that builds skills in real life, endless hours of learning and play in each kit, supports early learning through storytelling activities and games. Just so much fun, y'all. So if you guys would like to try it, you can visit learnwithhomer.com slash combos to start a free 60-day trial. We got a couple of messages about this and I am sorry, I have not been keeping up with Teen Mom because it's on my DVR. However, I watch it, but I watch it like so late that by the time I watch it, (laughs) it's like five years has passed. So supposedly there was something on Teen Mom, I guess, in one of your scenes and you had discussed um, Creed being tongue-tied. Yes. And there were a lot of messages that came through um, about it and someone advised that you see a pediatric dentist before doing anything. Yes. Have you heard this? Or did you see these messages? Yes. Okay. Okay. So... Okay, I can't tell you, and I don't know if, I don't remember if we've talked about this before, but I was told by two medical professionals um, that Creed was tongue-tied, both my midwife and his regular pediatrician. Um, And I just felt like, okay, between that and all the symptoms that he's having, he probably is tongue-tied. I was recommended by our pediatrician, our pediatric dentist, to go to an ENT because he, my, our dentist didn't have the training. Cause it's like a special training that you need to like basically get, um, because they're not going to focus on it in like school right. or whatever. Um, so he recommends me to somebody and I guess this ENT specifically only really notice notes, like very severe tongue ties, not like a posterior tongue tie or something along those lines. So I was overwhelmed. And when I tell you how stupid I felt when I came out of that ENT's office and she was like, he's not tongue tied. I was like, he's not like why? Like, I didn't come here because I just woke up one day and I just assumed that it was like two medical professionals had told that to me, put it on his uh, birth chart and in his pediatrician, um, like whatever notes they keep. Um, And then all of these symptoms. So I like, I felt so stupid. And the way that she said it was just so like, he's not tongue tied. Like the way that she said it made me feel so belittled and dumb. Oh my God. I was so embarrassed. And then they were filming on top of it. So I was like, what the fuck? So then when it aired, I kept like, I was messaging Larry and Patrick and Morgan. And I'm like, Hey, can you guys please post this picture on the show of Creed with his heart shaped tongue? Because this is why we all thought he was tongue tied. And like two professionals told me this. Well, yesterday I get on my email and I had an email from, and this is in addition to all like the DMS and stuff that Mm -hmm. I was getting. Um, I get on and there's an email from a dentist in Alabama. This is, I don't know if she's a pediatric dentist or if she is um, just like a regular dentist. Um, but to sum it all up, she sent me her book, the PDF version of her tongue-tied book. It's called Tongue-Tied. Um, and basically said 
um, that with the symptoms, she just said she doesn't watch the show, but some of her employees do. And um, if there are more than a few check marks on this list that she sent me, then likely he is tongue tied. Um, so she said, if, if you would like to come visit us in Alabama, please let us know and we'd be happy to take care of your child. So hopefully you can see a resolution of some or all of the issues that you guys are struggling with. Um, and then she said she sent me, um, like a checklist and a new patient form. So I was like, oh my God, just because she did this, I want to drive to Alabama to have him seen. Um, but for <laughs> sure. Well, let me read so, you this message uh, that, that, okay. that we got. So it says, okay. I love the fact that she called you Kaylin too. Hey, Kaylin, <laughs> I am a speech language pathologist trained in, in identifying tongue ties and helping families with treatment. I was watching your tongue tied episode and I'm so furious with the ENT that you went to. Everything your midwife, pediatrician, and you said about the tongue tie is 100% true. ENTs are usually the worst about identifying and treating tongue ties. It really is a specialty area, and finding someone well-trained and knowledgeable can be difficult. I highly suggest looking for a pediatric dentist in your area who specializes. I can reach out to some colleagues for you if to see if anyone... Um, that is preferred in your area. Tongue ties can have a lifelong effect. So if you haven't already had it released, I highly suggest considering it or getting more information. Let me know if you have any questions or need help in any way. If you do decide to proceed with the release, please be sure to reach out to an orofacial myologist who can prescribe and provide pre and post something stretches and exercises. Again, I can reach out if you need um, help to locate someone um, from the episode there was a moment where I saw Creed's tongue and it is absolutely tongue-tied I'm sorry that you had this experience with the ENT you went to I rarely ever refer to them I literally want to cry like my eyes were welling up because the frustration that I've gone through in the for the past I'm gonna cry um it's so it it seems so trivial to the people who have never experienced this but the the highs and lows really just the lows of the past four months with like Creed sleeping, his eating, my nursing struggles. I mean, I struggled with nursing so bad and just like not sleeping and stuff has, and I know newborns don't sleep, but like this level of not sleeping for the past four months has, has been so insane. Um, and so it seems so trivial. Oh, like it's just a tongue tie, but like I am a single mom. So like mm -hmm. I, I do this by myself. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting emotional because well because you're I just exhausted felt so stupid and yes, you feel and I felt dumb so fucking stupid um when the when the ENT just the way that she said it um and then it being on TV and I was just so embarrassed like for it to air and then like people will be like you would know if your son's not tongue tied you know what I mean like mm -hmm. whoo it's just been like a whirlwind but um I started working with this woman named Brittany um and I talked I mentioned it before uh She's the sleep consultant that I've been working with. And he, thank God he's just like sleeping now. She rewrote a, a sleeping plan for me because he's older and it's just working wonders right now. But like he still is spitting up, I think, more no, um, more than like a normal baby because of the tongue tie, which is one of the things and just like chewing on things like the nipple. Um, so it's just been it's been a lot. So I. The woman that um, the dentist that emailed me in Alabama, she also suggested one that specializes in tongue tie in Philadelphia. And since that's only about an hour from me, I'm going to see if I can get in with him. Um, but I also want to say that Lux is tongue tied. 
Like I'm 99% sure now that, and she also said that it comes from the father's side. Um, That's so crazy that you so say this because I have a story yeah. to tell you, but so Lux, you think so, yeah. Lux also is. Yeah, because he had some of the same issues um, thinking back on it. And I asked him, I don't know if this is like part of it, um, but I asked him to stick out his tongue. I had all my kids stick out their tongue. Yeah. Um, and Lux's is not a heart-shaped tongue, but he can't stick it out very far at all. Like it barely covers his bottom lip when he sticks it out. Oh, wow. So okay. I was like, oh, maybe he's also tongue-tied. So... As I was reading this message, I was like, I need to contact Will's mom and find out information and like how long she went through it with her boys because all three of her boys were tongue tied. And I know that it's something that is like a hereditary trait or whatever. So I don't know when they got their tongues clipped, but I know that Will definitely had his clipped. I know his older brother had his clipped. I'm not sure if the younger one had his clipped or not, but um, I'll ask her some information on how old they were when it happened and if Please. there were any, like, um, I don't want to say, like, behavioral, but, like, I guess, like, behavioral traits associated. Would that be the right way to say it? Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, it's, like, not their fault, but, like, obviously it would be something that's probably uncomfortable for them, like, as far as, like, reflux and sleeping and all of those things and they can't keep like the pacifier in their mouth and then some of the other symptoms let me see what was on that list um she wrote the book is called um tongue-tied and she has it's an amazon bestseller um hold on there's like a list of different things it's like can't keep the pacifier in the mouth wants to play with the nip like chew or like gnaw on a nipple and i'm just like literally this is all creed and i just i don't Oh my God. I can't even explain to you like the num like the amount of relief that I feel with just like knowing that I, we weren't wrong. Um, so mother's symptoms would be painful nursing, poor latch, cracked, creased, flattened nipples, bleeding nipples, lipstick shaped nipples, poor breast drainage, plugged ducts, engorgement, mastitis, nipple thrush, um, having to use a nipple shield and then feeling like feeding the baby is a full-time job. So, I mean, that was me with Lincoln as well. But for the baby, it's poor latch at, at breast or bottle, falls asleep while feeding, slips on and off the nipple when feeding, cries often, fussy often, which is literally my life for the past four months. Reflux symptoms, which is also him, spits up, which is also him, clicking and smacking noise in, noises when eating. He also did that. Gagging or choking when eating, gassy burps and toots, poor weight gain, biting and chewing the nipple, pacifier falls out easily or won't stay in. Short sleeping, mouth breathing and snoring, which he has, congested nose, which he has, milk coming out of the nose, frustration at breast or bottle, more than 20 minutes per feeding after the newborn period, and then eating more frequently than every two to three hours, which he has almost every single one of those symptoms. So he doesn't have all of them, but almost every single one. So I'm just, thank you for bringing that up because I feel so much relief. I really appreciate that.
All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break to chat about one of Will's favorite Coffee Convos podcast partners, and that is Man Crates. If you're looking for an awesome gift for the men in your life that they'll love and actually use, it's possible to find that, and you can give him a gift from Man Crates. They have hundreds of totally unique gift options available at mancrates.com, like the Whiskey Appreciation Crate with a personalized handmade whiskey decanter and tumblers, ice fear molds, slate coasters, and snacks, or the Grillmaster Crate. I purchased this for Will, and he absolutely loves it, and it would be such a great gift for anyone on your list that loves grilling. Um, it has a brass knuckle meat tenderizer, cast iron smoker box, steak thermometers, and more, and Man Crates packs his gift in unique containers, so watching him open the gift is an unforgettable experience in itself. The personalization is free, and every Man Crates gift comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. He'll think it's awesome, or Man Crates will make it right. So if you guys would like to try it now through December 23rd, you can buy one item and get a second item for 50% off at mancrates.com slash coffee. Plus get special Santa daily deals. That's buy one item, get your second 50% off at mancrates.com slash coffee. Mancrates.com slash coffee. Okay, so I really quickly want to talk about Everlane. Everyone has those staples in their wardrobe that we just kind of have where we can rotate and we love to wear them. They're comfortable. They stretch just right. And Everlane has these staples that you need in your wardrobe too. So from skinny to relaxed, slim to athletic, find the perfect outfit that is just for you that fits just right. Um, choose your stretch level, which is super important to me. There's vintage, there's vintage style. There's original with just a hint or body hugging athletic, authentic stretch, um, all made from certified organic cotton at the world's cleanest denim factory. So there is zero landfill waste. This is amazing. You definitely want to get your items from here. Denim isn't the only essential with winter on the way. Cozy loungewear is another must have. I know I wear it. Lindsay wears it. We both have photos on our Instagram wearing our loungewear and Everlane has the perfect sweatshirts, cardigans, sweaters, tees, all of that for cozy season from alpaca and merino wool to terry knit and 100% recycled cashmere, which is amazing. Perfect for gifting or just keeping it all for yourself. So, um, if you know somebody that might like this brand, Everlane is perfect for that. You can get a gift card. You can get them a statement item, a staple piece, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and they have all the essentials that you need this winter from denim to loungewear. So like I said, you can shop cold weather accessories, comfy base layers, lightweight activewear, and more. Go to everlane.com slash combos and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping. And you get easy returns within 60 days of your ship date. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash combos and sign up. Um, well, I am so glad in other news <laughs> in, in completely other news. I, well, before I get into other news, I wanted to let you know that that message, if you did want to reach out to the lady that sent it, it is in our inbox on the podcast page. Okay. Um, but in other news, while we're on the topic of kids, have you seen this video that's been, it's like a two part video going around on Facebook about the mom that went into Michael's and her children almost got kidnapped. 
No, but I saw people when I asked like what we should discuss, they said the something about kidnapped at Michael's and I had no idea what they were referring to. Okay. So I watched the videos. It was about 20 minutes long. Like each of the videos were like 10 minutes and it was a two part thing. And it was this mom telling this story about how she had not really been going out because obviously COVID and just trying to keep the kids at home. And she had an errand that she had to run at Michael's. And then she had an errand that she was going to run at Target. And she had two kids, a little boy who was autistic or is autistic and a daughter. So she had a double stroller, which I'm sure you can relate. And she said that she tries to park the furthest away from the store because when she is coming in or out. She doesn't want to be annoying to people who are trying to, you know, like get spots or whatever. So she just like parks farthest away to avoid all of that. So she gets to this Michael's and there's this man that's parked, she said, two spots over to the left, like across from her. And that he kind of starts walking over to the car and he's just looking, but doesn't really say anything. So she thinks, oh, okay, well, he maybe thought like he recognized me or something, but when he got close, I wasn't who, you know, he thought I was. And so then she said she goes in to the Michaels and she can like feel people following her and she sees that like this man and woman are following her and she's at the back of the store trying to get spray paint and everyone knows if you try to get spray paint you have to get assistance to get that so she's the back of the store and these people are talking about her children's features on the phone and she can hear them and she said she was so paralyzed like I guess in fear that she really didn't know what to do So she starts going like around the store or whatever. And then she finally gets in line and these people have been following her the whole time. They get behind her in line. And then when they get up kind of closer to the register, then they pick up something to buy, like as as if they were like customers. So then this lady in front of her tells her to go ahead and go around her that she had children and, you know, she could check out first. So as she goes, she checks out and she thinks, oh, well, I'm going to be able to get away from these weirdos um, because this lady let me pass and they've got to check out. No, she gets out back to the parking lot and she calls her husband and she said that um, she was scared and that this is, you know, the situation that was happening and whatever. And she, you know, like when you can feel somebody like watching you or following you you know that feeling yes she said she had that feeling and the people were following her they like left the store and put down whatever they were gonna buy and followed her out so she gets out to her car and there's a white van there parked next to her and she is thinking like how am I gonna get the kids in the car you know she has two kids and she's got to get them both into the car So she goes to put the little girl in and she has the stroller, you know, like near her car. But as she's putting the little girl in, the stroller like started rolling just a little bit out of reach. And when it did, the she said that the people were walking like back and forth around the back of her car, which was like really weird. She didn't know what they were doing. But then the man went to reach to like grab the stroller and he had said, um, 
previously when he was talking that the little boy would be easier like she heard him say the little boy would be easier because he didn't have on a mask so she obviously didn't care about him but he is autistic so there's like whole other things going on with that you know like with mask and whatever and so that's why he wasn't wearing a mask and um I'm gonna throw up just listening to this like literally no like I was almost puking whenever I was watching or watching this video um so then she said she sees this old man and he has on a mask and he's in the parking lot and she said that his eyes he was watching the situation and she said that she could just see his eyes like get big and I guess he had a caregiver or a daughter with him or whatever and she said that she just yelled like for help and then the people left and then she was able to get her kids in the car and um she was able to follow the police report and stuff but with all of that being said I think to her point in the video she was saying that the world that we live in today we're so consumed with coronavirus and whatever like we're worrying about the mask and making sure our kids aren't touching things and all the things that you don't really think about you know what I'm saying like it's not that you're you're not thinking about your surroundings like you're not worried about the other like you're not as aware yes and so um I want to throw up thinking about that the fact that Okay, so I, this whole time, I'm thinking about my friend Sterling, who I talk about all the time. Um, She's also a single mom, and so she would, she was telling me how if she sees anyone, like, approach, you know how sometimes, like, people who are asking for money or, um, like, at the gas station or people looking for change and stuff, like, she's, she will literally, if she's getting her kids in the car, she will literally put them in the car, close the door, and because they're coming up behind her. So if she's buckling them into a car seat, she'll start like telling them, get away from me. Like she'll be really, really loud about it because that's terrifying. And oh, the fact yeah. That you're, I, I think if I was the woman that you're describing at the mother, I think I wouldn't even have put my kids in the car seat at that time. Like, I think I would have just put them in the car. She said, stroller. she said that but also she was like to, paralyzed. To point, like that's what I was about to say to her point. Like, one time I needed to call 911 at home and I couldn't like I li- physically could not dial 911. I had the phone in my hand and it was like I was paralyzed with fear that I couldn't even get my fingers to dial 911. So I also it's easy to say what you would do in that situation. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that's fucking terrifying. There's a video of it or or what were you saying? She had made a video, um, a two part video on Instagram and now the video when I go back to try to access it it's gone so I don't know if maybe she was advised to like take it down um I mean you just never know with social media these days if somebody intentionally targeted her or you know what I'm saying like who's to say that those people didn't know who she was prior to her getting there does that make sense so I wonder if they were like casing the joint and like just looking for. It could have been completely random. Right. Or not like who, I mean, who really knows? It's like a story that I think I talked about on the podcast before, um, people targeting women at targets, um, a man driving around in like a 
van and then sending out a woman and they would have him on FaceTime. And so that way he would be able to see the women if he was, you know, interested in taking that one. And that was going on in a couple of towns over from me. And I don't know if the people were ever caught, but the point is, is like, we have to be so aware of our surroundings and you cannot turn a blind eye for a second, even though this mom had not really turned a blind eye she and the stroller was in reach it was only like two seconds that it rolled out of reach and somebody had already had their hand on the back of it ready to take that kid the kid the other kid was in it yeah the the little boy um the little boy that they were talking about on the phone saying he would be easier to take because the mom didn't care about him because he didn't have on a mask he was the one that was still in the stroller god Oh my God, that is so sickening. I literally, that makes me sick. That makes me not want to take all my kids out in public because I am only one person. So I would, it would be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. It literally makes me so sick. And then I was reading another direct message that I got um, saying, Hey, listening to the podcast now and the situation about the couple who raped the little girl, here's all the facts. I live in Kissimmee where the guy was a firefighter. It's so sick. The girl is the woman's daughter and it was absolutely horrible. He taped her and she watched and it w- um, she was also laying in bed with them. The arrest affidavit is enclosed. So I actually um, have the affidavit. Wait, 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 wait. So the firefighter did it, filmed it. And who was in bed? The the girlfriend? Um, Yeah, the, the girlfriend and it was the girlfriend's daughter. <gasps> yeah and people have sent me so many messages that had some kind of contact with either the firefighter or the girlfriend that like you know it's not like you might know them on like a personal level but or they would be an acquaintance but like you know of that person and if something like that's going on in your town it's like okay well they're obviously getting more insider information than what the news, you know, might be reporting. So right, right. I don't want to say the stuff that I got because it could be hearsay and I don't want to be spreading like false news, but also the stories that you read, it's so scary because you never know if the media is legit or if it's twisted or whatever. And then it seems to be like when we talk about it on the podcast and then you get messages about it like obviously the Florida stories like someone biting someone's penis off or like weird stuff um right may or may not be true but when you see stuff like this I think it's more of like a prayer that you hope it's not true and then when something like this is true it's like wow we really do live in a really sick and twisted world I cannot believe this. There's so there's real. This is a real story. It's and a real I, story. I who, literally have like who a. Who did the little girl go to to tell this to? Because I don't remember if it was in the article that I like summarized or if it was. Did she? Who did she go to? Like who I did don't she tell. I don't think it was in the article, and I haven't read the whole affidavit yet, so I don't want to speak out of turn. But I literally just got it last night. And it's a one, two, three, four, five. It's a five-page affidavit. So, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of details in there, but I'm going to print it off. And there's there's some, um, I'm looking at it now, there's some extractions on there, you know, like where they 
they block out certain things or whatever stuff um yeah yeah. I guess maybe to protect certain people but yeah I haven't read the whole thing but I will report back to you guys on the reading of that affidavit next week and let you know a little bit more but speaking of twisted have you um since we're all twisted who listen to this have you started watching the undoing yet no, I actually just finished trial four. So um, I, I'm going to need, I'm not going to talk about it this week. I said I was going to, but I want to wait until next week, give people another chance to watch it if they haven't. Um, but I have not started the undoing. But now that I finished trial four, I will finish, I will start the undoing. So it's hard because when you're watching shows simultaneously, like I don't just have hours on end to just watch shows all day because we're not in quarantine anymore. But um Maybe we'll be going back to quarantine, so I'll be able to, like, speed... Remember, like, when you were, like, speed-watching shows during quarantine? It's like you watch, like, a whole series in a in a day. Yes. And it's like, mm, wow, I remember that life um, not too long ago. But, so since I'm watching these shows simultaneously, I can only watch, like, an episode here and then an episode there. So I kind of wish that I would have watched... I was having FOMO though, you know, it's like one of those things where you see these shows being talked about on social media and it's like, okay, obviously this is good because this is like something that everybody's talking about. So I need to see what it's about. So then you get invested and then by the time you get invested, it's too late. So then you're like watching five things at one time. So I'm on yes. <laughs> episode three of The Undoing. I'm caught up on a teacher, but that show is like a weekly show and then um let's see what was the other show that I was watching um oh the flight attendant the the flight flight attendant Mm -hmm. um I think I'm on episode four maybe of the flight attendant so it's like I alternate days that I watch these so like three days of my week are invested in these shows (laughs) it's like what the heck Speaking of the the teacher situation, yes, um, I was having conversations with my friends about after we discussed the whole thing last week about teacher student relationships, and I told you there was like a million that happened here in Delaware. Um, my friend sent me even more that happened at another school in Delaware, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So I texted my friend Mark. And I was like, hey, like, do you remember anything like this happening when we were in high school in Whitehall, Pennsylvania? And he was like, no. I was like, me neither. Like, I don't know if we j- it happened and we didn't hear about it or it just didn't happen there. But like the fact that it was so prevalent here in Delaware is terrifying. Um, and we got a message. I think it was on the Coffee Convos Instagram. Mm-hmm. Did she ever tell you the story? Oh, no, she didn't. She hasn't sent me. The story, and I was hoping that I was going to be able to read it today, but I haven't, I haven't gotten it yet, so I'm not going to be able to read it. But um, there was another person um, that had sent. Let me see. You guys, when I go in and start reading um, all of these messages and all the topics that we talk about, you, if somebody could be in my brain and see like the million gear shifting. It's like, it's going from tongue ties to the firefighter story to the undoing. And it's like, 
my brain just never shuts off when I'm in these messages. So BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is amazing. So if you're ever feeling like you need extra help, um, something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals or just feeling like yourself, BetterHelp will access BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed person. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. So you can com- you can start communicating within 48 hours, which is so great. And it's not a crisis line. Um, it's not a self-help line. It's a professional counseling done securely online situation. Um, there's a broad range of exerti- expertise available, which may not be locally available. I know when I was looking for therapy, it was extremely hard to find someone in my area. That was, that was what I was looking for and within the right driving distance for me. So better help really comes in clutch for those types of situations. Um, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor, and then you'll get timely thought out responses. Um, and, and you guys can schedule your weekly video chats or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to feel like pressure or uncomfortable sitting in a waiting room, um, which is really, really nice. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to exchange. They make it easy and free to change counselors if you need it. And it's really more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Um, and with that being said, financial aid is also available. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website, read their testimonials. They're literally posted daily. You can visit betterhelp.com combos. That's better H-E-L-P and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Coffee Combos listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash combos. There was one person that that it was an interesting story to me um, that sent a message said, hi, Kayla and Lindsay, I'm listening to the podcast now. And I, I just had to come on here and tell you about two scandals when I was in high school with teachers and students. I'll start by saying that I went to a huge high school and it was the only, um, only high school for two to three cities. So about 5,000 plus students I attended from 2008 to 2012. My graduating class was about 2000 ish. And while my freshman year, a male teacher and a junior were caught messing around, she got pregnant and long story short, he went to jail. She waited for him the entire time he was in jail. I don't know how long, and they are actually still together to this day. The second one was actually one of my very favorite teachers. She was so nice, funny, and very pretty. So, of course, she would get flirted with all the time. I was her editor-in-chief for the yearbook, and I needed to get into her classroom one day to work on some revisions. It was lunchtime, and the door was unlocked, so I just walked in, and she wasn't in the main part of her class. So I'm calling her name. She isn't answering. I look in the storage closet, not there. So I go to the photo closet, and her and one of my classmates were butt naked on the floor, my eyes. Oh my God. I literally didn't know what to do. I panicked. She was married, had two kids. 
is she crazy? Well, in good conscience, I would not, um, I couldn't let it go. I went to the principal's office and from there on an investigation began, we were interviewed and she was placed on administrative leave and our whole yearbook was ruined. I hated her at this point. Come to find out many years later, she had been hooking up with many of the young male students and she was getting a divorce. And I don't know what she's up to these days. Just crazy. These scandals as a mom, this absolutely disgusts me. And I can't even imagine the things I do if a teacher who I'm supposed to trust is hooking up with my son or daughter. So, okay. So I have a couple questions. Um, if you were to have walked in on something like that, what would you have done? Would you have gone and told? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I would have either. I think, I don't know what I would have done, but I don't know that I would have told because I felt like I would be afraid that I would be the one targeted. (laughs) I said I felt like as, as if I, this happened to me, this never happened to me, but I don't know that I would tell, but I also am saying that as a 28 year old woman who would never like, even now, like cheating scandals and stuff like that. Like I'll never do something like that again. So I'm only speaking on it now. I wonder what I, I probably would have told my friend. Like, I don't think that I would have went to the principal's office because what if the teacher targets me and comes after me or they call me a liar or like, you know, stuff like that. I would just be afraid that it yeah. would bite me in the ass. That's what like, I was saying. I would now. just be afraid. Obviously, there's three people in the situation, right? The two people that are doing this and then you. So obviously, they're going to know who told. Right. And I mean, that's pretty bold know. to be doing that kind of thing at the school, like in a closet. Well, what the hell? Like, I just, how do you think you're you're not going to get caught? Like, that's weird to me. Like, you really think that you're not going to get caught. It's so weird to me. And I feel like it is also common that when these scandals happen, psychologically something happens to the younger person's mind or something. Because I have heard so many people sent me messages of, these students marrying the teacher like after the whole investigation like yeah scandal whatever you want to call it like goes down that they actually have these long-term relationships and I mean I don't know if if my child I'm thinking I'm trying to think of Jackson as like a high schooler if that was going on I would I don't even want to say what I would do because it would be not good like it would not be good I don't know I think I would lose my mind I I would lose my mind for you have to wonder what what is going on in the teacher's mind that they would hook up with a student that is so young and then you also have to wonder what is going through the child's mind because essentially I mean they were they still they are a child well and then here's the other things I like I've thought very deeply about this but I'm like okay you have a high school student who maybe they're just starting to have sexual relationships or, you know, whatever. I'm being naive because I wasn't, I didn't do that until I was much older than high school. So um, I know kids are doing it in middle school and whatever now, but let's say for the sake of conversation that they're, you know, just starting this journey of their life and the first person that they're hooking up with or have this sexual relationship with is a teacher. An adult. 
and yeah. an adult, right? Um, the experience level of that adult is not on the same playing field as this teenager who is just experiencing this. So I could see where um, then then the teenager goes off and, you know, tries to have, because it, because on the show, a teacher, the episode that I'm on is the latest one and it's him going off to college and trying to have this sexual relationship with this other girl. And it's basically just sex for him and he can't, he can't get invested um, at the emotional level because he's invested with this teacher who is in jail. And I feel like that probably is very common um, from a psychological standpoint. Yes, you know what I mean? I would, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but I just. No, um, but I completely I'm picking up what you're laying down here and I, I would assume the same thing. It's like. um they're just so yeah, much more I mean, advanced like in yes that area that maybe them being with someone on their same playing field wouldn't measure up to right and the emotions that are tied to this experienced person um 100 I totally get what you're saying and we've all been there you know as teenage girls um thinking the older guy is hot, you know, so I could also see where, you know, if I was in high school and I'm 18 years old and there's a fresh out of college gym coach, you know, or something like that, like I can see how something like that happens because I do think that girls really like the idea at some point in their life of being with like the older, hotter guy. Um, I don't, I can't speak for a boy cause I don't, I've never, you know, I'm not a boy, so I don't know, you know, I've heard people say that they fantasize, you know, over babysitters and like, you know, whatever. So I don't really know. I just think the whole dynamic is, is strange. And I just think it's a line that should never be crossed. And just based off of the messages that I've gotten personally, in my life to my cell phone this week into my direct messages that this is more common than any of us know. I, which is insane to me because I've just never heard of it or had it happen close to me. So, I mean, I'm sure you're right, but that just feels weird. And then it made me also think, which I've had this thought so many times, but watching like Lifetime or Hallmark movies or whatever, more so Lifetime, it's like the people that are coming up with these storylines and stuff, you think, oh, this stuff is just so far-fetched and it's not really happening. But chances are these storylines have been created because it's been a situation that has happened, right? Like, I don't think that they're far-fetched. Like, people have people followed, people have people killed, people have, you know, these crazy weird affairs with teachers when they're like 15 years old like all of those things I think in life really do happen and I think that we want to most people's nature is to want to believe like the good in life right like not to be right. um what is it called like a pessimist but to be like optimistic um, yeah but honestly I don't know I just think like a lot of times I am worst case scenario. Like I think 
of the worst case and anything better than the worst case I consider like good. Right. Well, I, I like to think I'm um, a realist. So yeah. But yeah, I think maybe I'm just naive to how often it happens. I don't know. I, I don't know why I just never really thought that it didn't happen. Well, it doesn't happen as frequently as it does. Well, it does. So there's that. Um, in other news, <laughs> are you still filming for Teen Mom? Like, what's going on in your life? Yes. So one of my situations is making it a little bit hard because they're not allowing the child to be tested while they're over there. And so when we want to film at my house, when I get them back on Sundays, um, they are not allowed to film for three days because they have to be tested for Corona three times a week. Um, you know, but said child wants to film. So it's just been a little bit difficult. Um, and then also I think we are still doing hybrid filming. So it's like whatever I get on my phone and then also whatever they get on camera. So yes, we're filming, but I, I did notice, I did read some articles that the, the ratings were pretty bad last week. So that was kind of sad. Oh, well, everybody who's listening should tune in to Teen Mom 2 for the sake of tuning in to Teen Mom 2. Um, Facts. Even if you just (laughs) leave it on and don't watch it. (laughs) Exactly. DVR it like something. Um, Take some for the team. Oh, wait. So back to that point that you were saying about one of your kids not being able to be tested. Um, I wonder how often in custody cases... Not just that, but like I've wondered this for forever. If you have one person that wants the child vaccinated, one person that doesn't. If you have like for the COVID test, for example, like if that's for your job, how far can somebody push that um, until the court ultimately makes the decision? Um, This one is actually, I guess could go to court. Um, I'm not going to take it to court because it's one of those battles that I'm just not willing to pick. And if that means three days of not filming with said child, then it just won't happen. Um, but it just, it sucks because it's a power move. Like it's to prove a point it's to show power, it's to show control. And, and so I'm not gonna get upset and like give the reaction that they want. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've just always wondered um, about the mainly vaccinations. Like, you know, if you have two different people on completely opposite ends of the playing field, how is that determined? Who makes that decision? That I don't know. Right. I don't. And and do you want a judge making a decision for you? Like, and I don't know that I, for me, I would not be okay with a judge making a medical decision for my child. Like that would not be okay with me. And that's why I'm such an advocate for mediating in situations like that, because ultimately it might not be a hundred percent of the decision that you want to see, but at least it's a decision that you are collectively making. Yes. Versus it being like a handed down decision from the government. And honestly, who knows what that would be, you know, like it could be very much in your favor or it could be totally against you. And I think a lot of people get to the point where they're not willing to gamble with that, you know, like, is it, 
is it worth having the judge order on something because it it could be very much what I don't want right 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 um in other news can I tell you that (laughs) over the weekend I basically just didn't use my phone for the most part of the weekend and it was so nice I bet that's the best feeling I love actually when that happens like I really do but should we make it a thing yeah I think everyone should pick a day of the week even if it's just one day out of the week where you don't use your phone I mean definitely Monday through Thursday that's not realistic for me um Friday through Sunday is more realistic because I know that obviously I can get back to it on Monday and it'll be it'll be okay but like I have written in obligations Monday through Thursday of every week but that's not everybody's schedule you know like somebody else's schedule might be totally different it's like okay well Wednesdays works for me or right you know whatever that day may be but Fridays you know we've talked about it for the past couple of weeks I do therapy in the morning and have been using Fridays is like you know if I need to do errands outside of the house or like a self-care day or just like not doing the standard work day um has been super helpful for me over the last couple of weeks and then um we always go on long walks as a family either on Saturdays or Sundays and so I just left my phone in the car this weekend when we did that and it was so nice just you know obviously I have my Apple watch on so if there's anything that is pressing you know that somebody needs me but Will brought up a good point he was like okay well if someone needs you that bad they're not going to text you and expect that you're going to respond like immediately. If it's an actual urgent in nature, they'll call you and you can still answer from your Apple watch. Right. Right. But I wonder how common that is. Do people, do people text out of urgency sometimes and like expect an immediate response or what is the average will will and I were having this conversation like what is the average response time on a text message before it's like not rude um I don't know because when I was locked out on Saturday out of my office and my landlord who lives nearby um he didn't respond hold on I can tell you actually right now um I texted him at um, 8.53 a.m. And then he did not respond. So then I can tell you what. So 8.53, I texted him. 8.54, I called. Oh, wow. So you were like, okay, this is urgent. But that was. Yes, it was very urgent. Same thing to Will's point, though. You sent a text, but then because it was urgent, you called. Yes. So. Because normally, but on a normal basis, when on a normal basis, I would wait a while, but he gets back pretty quickly. So um, it, I was probably very rude by, you know, calling him within a minute, but I just, I really couldn't wait. Like I, my, I was locked out of my car and my office. So. Oh my um, God. 
So I didn't really have a choice, and um, I knew that he would respond whether I called or texted. So I don't know. That's totally something that you would do is lock yourself out of your office. I'm not surprised by that in the least. Um, (laughs) I also want to say before we go that I just want to encourage everyone to, if you need a self-care day, to take it. I feel like this year has been a really hard year for so many people, for so many different reasons, for whatever battle that you have had to face or cross this year. I know it's been super hard and um, I just want everyone to know that if you're listening that I love you and um, yeah, it's been, it's been a rough and trying year, but I feel like we're all going to make it and I am so hopeful. I, we've talked about not setting new year's resolutions on the podcast because they're always broken or whatever. And then I set some this year and then I kind of forgot what most of them were. Um, But I definitely feel like 2021 is the year that I should set some resolutions and stick to them because this last year, I, I want my 2021 to look nothing like what 2020 looked like. Same. So much same. You're like so much same. And for for so many reasons that are not related to COVID or just like quarantining, like for so many reasons. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, just like I don't know. Um priorities, um, mental health, um stability, you know, like whatever that may look like. Not not like being a stable person, that's not what I mean, but like I don't really know how to say it. I guess um, having more of like a a schedule, like obviously we can't be so scheduled that we can't be flexible because that's, you know, also not realistic, but also having a more stable schedule that fits the lifestyle that I'm trying to live. Um, I had posted something on my Instagram the other day, and I don't know if any of you guys saw it. I'm going to go back and grab it right now because I felt I never related to something more in my life than this thing that I posted and it was in my story maybe you saw it Kale um I might have you're like maybe I did maybe I didn't um okay it was um the best email signature I've seen It is normal for me to take two days to read my emails and two more days to reflect on the matter and respond calmly. The culture of immediacy and the constant fragmentation of time are not very compatible with the kind of life that I lead. I always feel like I'm in a rush and I don't know if you feel like that. It's just like a rush to do something to just get to the next day and I hate feeling like that and so... And I don't know maybe if it's just like my personality type, but if I see an email come through, I feel the urge to like have to respond to it immediately because I feel like the person's going to be angry or upset if I don't respond to that right away. And it's something that I've really been working on the past couple of weeks too, that it's okay that I'm not available at all times for everyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot to be said about that. I struggle with maybe not in a rush for everything, but I feel so scattered all the time. Like I'm, there's always something that I'm supposed to be doing that I'm going to forget. And then it's 
like little shit, like little things like right now through this whole podcast for the last hour, like I wrote down things that are supposed to be done that I was supposed to do. But most of the time I would leave and not and I would completely forget. So it's just like I hate that feeling I feel and and feeling like I'm not if someone needs to reach me and I'm not able to be reached at the time, like even gets to me a little bit. So I I get it. Yeah. And I just think compartmentalizing things and just being like, okay, I'm only one person. One person can only do so much making the best use of our time. Um, because I'm very much a procrastinator too on a lot of things. And so making the best use of my time when I'm supposed to be using it for that specific thing, I think is super important. And, um, just not getting hung up in the like rush around for life. Like, Oh, I've got to go and do this. And then I've got to go and do this. And then, then it's like, you look up and it's like already dark outside and it's like, okay, well, wow. My whole day went by and I actually did absolutely nothing for myself. So with all of that being said, um, we have ran out of time for the podcast this week. So if you guys have not followed us on at coffee convos podcast on Instagram, make sure you follow us over there and make sure you subscribe to us on the podcast app for iTunes. I hope none of your titties are hanging out and I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. See ya.